Your First Million is brought to you by Purple.com. You heard that right. (laughs) You heard it right. Purple.com, the mattress company. If you know me, you know that my color is purple. I have purple shoes. It's the only color I have in shoes. It's purple all day, every day. And now I've partnered with Purple Mattress and it's a match made in heaven. I mean, you can't get any better than that. And it's going to be fun. I, I, you know, I do things my own way. And Purple has been so, so gracious in giving me and us and you a special URL. You can go to and get a discount and just kind of get cool stuff. If you go to purple.com slash Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, that's me, purple.com slash Arlen, you will get $150 off of any purchase that is $1,500 or more. That can't be used with another deal, so you might find other deals on the site, but go to purple.com slash Arlen to check it out. And they have mattresses, they have pillows, they have uh, accessories, they have masks now, and you got to check it out. And I knew when I started working with Purple, I knew that I could tell you how great it is. I knew I could do that. But if being in person <laughs> with my mom Taking her to places is any indication, the reaction is any indication. I also know that there's no one better to tell this story than my mother, Mrs. Erling Sims. So I gave her a call. So mother, when when I say purple, the mattress company to you, what do you think of first? I think of laying on a cloud, I think. Maybe I think of a waterbed. Not quite a waterbed, but a cloud and a waterbed combined. And just a few weeks ago, I lost a bet, as I sometimes, not very often do, not very often, when you and I have a bet going. And part of the bet winnings for you was that I was going to send you a piece that you had found on Purple's website. I was going to send you a piece. And I ended up sending you quite a bit more for Mother's Day. A, I want to know... How does it feel to win the bet for the first time? Well, as you just said, it's not a first time. (laughs) So it feels great. It feels, it feels, I guess the word is normal. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's normal to win. It's not necessarily normal to win that great a bet because I had definitely wanted to try the purple sheets. They looked great. And when I received them as part of the bet, they were great. Where did you first hear about Purple to begin with? I play a lot of games on my phone and the Purple commercial, I have to say, would interrupt my game. Yes. And it was (laughs) one of the one of the interruptions that you that you saw and liked this time. Right. There are interruptions that you don't like. And then there are interruptions that you say, oh, that's interesting. This was one of those. Oh, that looks good. And especially the Purple. The Purple just stands out. Tell me how it arrives, the pieces you got. What did you get? And then how did they arrive? And this, I mean, it's COVID-19, you're in self-quarantine. How exactly did that work? My son brought it over because it actually went to his address. Your son, meaning my brother, Alfred. My son, meaning your brother, Alfred. Same person. Same Same guy. Uh, He brought it over in a large bag. And it was just like, 
uh, opening up a Christmas giant gift. And so the pillow was the first thing that pops out at you. So I had the pillow and it was really, really nice. And it's a really good sleep because it kind of goes with your body or whatever. And the second item was the sheets. The sheets are really like gloves almost material they just they sleep really really nice it's just a glove on the bed and you're laying on that glove and it keeps you um kind of cool before that i got a mattress cover and i got a duvet the duvet is white not purple i i mean i saw it online as white but you you were surprised by it Yeah, I was surprised by the color, but also i didn't know it was coming because like you said you sent me the bed was the sheets only so Everything else was a surprise, the pillow, the duvet. Mm -hmm. And then since then, I've received another pillow. And this pillow came in a box. And so it was in a really nice box. And it just seemed like Christmas over and over. (laughs) When you got the first group of items for Mother's Day, how had your sleep been prior to that? Because when you when you got it the next morning, the family uh, text channel was just full of messages. I'm on a cloud and trying to make us jealous and everything. So what had it been like? I think uh, it, you were kind of like going from side to side or whatever. I had like four pillows on my bed. So I was like pulling one pillow down and putting another one up, whatever. And this time I went to sleep on just the one pillow. And it the purple was like, pillow. The purple pillow. And it was like your body conformed to it or the pillow conformed to you or whatever. And you were able to just like nestle into the pillow. And then the sheets, like I said, they're like the gloves and you have one on top and one under you. And you weren't restless anymore. You were, you know, kind of in your little nest. Little cocoon. Yeah, exactly. And then so it's been a few days. uh, I, I don't know how long it's been. I can't even keep up these days. But it's been a few days is it still really great to feeling or is it kind of gotten normal to you? It's still a great feeling. However, the sheets are now in the dryer because I was washing the sheets naturally. And so you can tell the difference. Mm. It's like going back, but I still have a pillow. So I'm, I'm there is that comfort. Okay. Yeah. So you, you are using old sheets because you had to wash the, the new, the new purple sheets. No, as a matter of fact, I'm using new sheets mm. uh, that I had, that I had, that I had never used. That are not purple. That are not purple. And it was like, no, no, it, it wasn't the same feel. It's not the same feel or whatever. Okay. So you're looking forward to putting those purple back on purple sheets exactly. back on? Exactly. That will be for tonight. Well, thank you for letting me know. I will check in with you again. We'll see how the sheets are going, how the pillows are going, and maybe another product that we send your way. See how that's going. See if you can test it for us. All right. Sounds great. All right. Go to purple.com slash Arlen and get everything you need. Listen to Miss Sam's. I'm Arlen Hamilton. And this is Your First Million. I'm a venture capitalist. I started my fund Backstage Capital from the ground up while I was on food stamps. I have now invested in more than 100 companies led by women, people of color, and LGBT founders. After having raised more than $10 million, people often ask me how I did it. 
I created this podcast so I could tell you my story and so that together we could go on a journey and speak with some of the most successful people in the world from all backgrounds and walks of life to learn how they got their first million. And who knows, maybe I'll reach my first million in personal capital while I'm recording this series. There's only one way to find out. Let's go. Welcome back to your first million. Guess what, everyone? This is the first episode of uh, the second year (laughs) of your first million. Wow, how cool. How cool. Thanks for celebrating with me. It has been really cool to hear from everybody around this first year of your first million and what it's meant to you and, and what you've learned and what I've learned, all of that. So I just want to say thank you for that. This episode is jam-packed with information. It's a good one. It's a good one. We're, we're talking to Casey at Blended Designs. They sell backpacks with uh, representation of Black faces, <laughs> Black stories. It's exactly what we need right now. I met them through Taylor, uh, who is a teenager in the South, who wants to be an astronaut. You may have heard of her, Astro Bright. Um, she raised a bunch of money a couple of years ago to send hundreds and hundreds of little black girls and boys to see the movies Hidden Figures and Black Panther. And she does, I mean, a bunch more, a lot of other things. And, and also not just in the U.S., but in parts of Africa. So she's just very special person, very special teenager. And she hipped me to these backpacks. She said, I have to check out these backpacks. And I ended up meeting with them. And you'll hear their whole story during the interview, but blown away. And then I get a message a few weeks ago, like end of last year, end of 2019, from Casey. And she's like, guess what? (laughs) We reached a million, million dollars in sales. So I had to have her on. And uh, she has some other news, too about what she's working on. So you got to listen to it. Had the best time listening and, and speaking with her. Long time coming. And I, I have to tell you, by the end of this, you are going to be ordering this backpack or something off of her site for a child in your life or for yourself because it is just too, too cool. So let's listen in. My name is Casey Kelly. I am the CEO of Blended Designs. I'm so happy to have you on. We have been trying to do this for months now, right? We were, we were, I was in Florida because you're in Florida. We were trying to make things happen. Are you based in Florida or in Atlanta? Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. That's amazing. Everything happens at the right time. That's what, right. I, what I think. So really glad to have you on your first million and uh, wanted to talk to you about your company, Blended Designs. What I know about yes. your company is I was in Raleigh-Durham, what was yep. it, two years ago, something like that. And I was told by our mutual friend, Taylor, who is an aspiring astronaut, a teenager, and uh, has her hand on the pulse of everything. That's cool. She said, you right. have to check out my friends who have this amazing line of backpacks. And when I saw you all there, I said immediately, oh, I, w- I want that backpack for myself. I bought one. La- I don't know if you know this, but I bought one later 
for a uh, black security guard woman that I met in New York who liked my backpack oh, and I had it on. So I had it shipped to her. When you purchased for, from us, it was like, when that because what happened was Taylor told us you were going to be there. And I was like, oh my God, I love what she's doing. Um, I'm going to give her one of our backpacks. And so I, we went up to give it to you and you were like, no, I'm going to pay for it. And I was like, no, we want to bless you with this. And you were <laughs> like, I want to pour into your business. I want to, you know, um, plant this seed into your business. And so it was really you know, a different approach that we had not received before. And it just, it was very humbling and it made us feel good and so appreciative. And then afterwards we would see you with it. So it's like, okay, so she really liked the bag. It's not like she yeah. just bought it. <laughs> I love that bag. I used that bag. I remember having on airplanes, you know, I used it for, for several months as everything. It held, it, it held my laptop and my books and all kinds of things. And so I, it w- you would see me everywhere with it for several months. And then I, you know, had different things. Let's, for anyone who is not familiar, talk about what is, what made the backpack so special? Why was I so drawn to it? So your back in particular is 1954. It's the headlines from May 17th, 1954. We decided to name our company, our company's name is Blended Designs, but our brand for our backpacks is 1954. My husband, who is also my business partner, he wanted something that was extremely impactful, that made a statement, you know, kind of like how FUBU did. It was, what is FUBU? What is it? And so he wanted that for our name. And we thought about 1954 because our backpack line is around creating diversity into the backpack category. So we specialize in children of color on backpacks, which is not common. Like it's not even common with some of the mainstream cartoons. And so we decided to name it to 1954. So we put out that backpack as a limited edition to really tell the story to, um, you know, we're desegregating the back to school category, but 1954 desegregated schools. And a lot of people don't really understand when it happened. Like everyone knows Ruby Bridges. They know the um, Little Rock Nine, but they don't realize that the law was passed in 1954. It took six years for Ruby Bridges and it was still an issue. It took three years for Central High Nine. And so, you know, it's like, we're always having to keep be that change does not happen overnight. That's right. So that's another way that we can talk about that and show that and show that, you know, we can make a difference. One of the things I remember, uh, and then this, this backpack was so beautiful too. It was black and white and it had these different, it looked like a newspaper cover uh, and it had these different outlines of newspaper events. It's just really cool. One of the things I had always remembered in the back of my mind that I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially women might remember is that wasn't Oprah born that year? She talks about the fact that she was born in 1954, the, the first year desegregation was in law and how that she thinks that that has something to do with her destiny. Did you know about that? And did that play any role? I did not. I didn't know about Oprah, but I really thought that it was, when I think about 19, May 17th, 1954, I think that it's not always considered as part of the civil rights movement, but it's the first thing that happened. That was the first time that Black people were, were allowed to go somewhere and that the door was not shut. So we could make choices as to where we went. There was a time before that. And it was the first time that you couldn't tell us that we can't go. You know what I mean? And it's always been, you can go here, you can go there. And I think about even like now, how it's so prevalent with, um, you know, not to get too political into what's going on Let's with the mask. This is my podcast, <laughs> okay. Political. 
Hey, it's Arlen. Just jumping in real quick. I wanted to let you know that this was recorded several days ago. So there wasn't the context of the last few days for this conversation. Casey's describing uh, the protests against wearing masks uh, for COVID. That seems like a lifetime ago, but was just a few days ago, the biggest story. So just wanted to put some context there. So, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about with the controversy with people protesting the mask and protesting the stay at home order, it's like there's there's a group of people in our society that have never been told that they can or cannot do something. Mm. We had to have laws passed so that we could do stuff. So it's like, I get it. I get why you're upset because you haven't had to experience that. Even today, when like when we go to Essence Festival, we've been there. We still have to make decisions where we stop to get gas you know, between Florida and New Orleans. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. I, I mean, I was I was raised in Dallas and live, uh, born in Jackson, Mississippi, and you have to make decisions, especially, and, I mean, and, Alabama. Mm, yes, yes, yes. yes. And so we, we're, we know that there are places where we can't go. And even though in May 17th was the first time we were told we were, it was a law that you couldn't restrict our movements. We still have our movements restricted. And, you know, here right now we have people upset that they can't go outside for health reasons. And I'm like, I can't get gas <laughs> so, yeah, you know, on like, a daily basis. On yeah, a daily yeah. Basis. So when, let's let's talk a little bit then about the business of the business, the business side of things. Okay. You're on your first million. I have a feeling I'm going to share this video with our course students because our course students are learning so much about bootstrapping and about uh, different great examples of doing things the way that I think you might have done it. You're on your first million, though, because why? Let's let's tell the audience why you're here and why it's so special. <laughs> so we had a couple things happen for us. We when we we found a product that was a differentiator. It wasn't the same that everybody else had. We filled a void and filled a void in the marketplace. But then we got in front of social media influencers, not by our anything that we did. It's just we put out a product that people liked and then they start sharing it. And we thought in our first, we started the backpacks March, 2017. By July, 2017, we were shared by Yandy Smith on her social media platform. And I, I love Yandy to this day. Like I've actually had time. Explain who she is for anybody who doesn't know. So Yandy Smith is most known for being on um, Love and Hip Hop. However, she is a mompreneur like you would not believe. She has an amazing scared Caroline. And she really does a lot to help help uplift women entrepreneurs. Like that's her thing. Like she really, she always says, I'm not trying to compete with you, sis. I'm trying to eat with you, sis. Oh, so, love it. you know, <laughs> and you know, she'll tell people, I, I don't care if you're, I want you on the shelf next to me. Yeah. Let's give people yeah. options. So I 100% agree. That, that's my mindset. And so you know, she, that's my she mindset amplified again. it in 2017 summer. And how did that and have an effect? Did, we did a quarter of a million dollars in sales in our first summer. With what sort of so, price point? Our price point for our book bags the first year, um, we, we changed a few things in subsequent years, but our first year they were like $30. Yeah. And since we're then, talking we've thousands changed. and thousands of, of backpacks sold. Right. In that time right. period. What has changed? And so we changed the, um, you know, we, we wanted to stay a step ahead of the competition at all times. So we really and truly 
listen to what our customers want. Now, I have an 11 year old. His needs in a backpack are completely different than a high schooler's, you know, completely different from a college student. You know, I have a my older son just graduated from Morehouse and his needs are completely different. But we were getting that feedback from customers talking about how they were using binders. So we widened the, we widened it. We used specs that are very similar to Jan Sports $60 bag. And we sell our bag for $40. You know, that padded laptop was very important. You know, we have padded straps. My son, I remember his last day of school, you know, he was my quality control. <laughs> he was yeah. drawing the backpack from the bus stop. I wanted to strangle him, but then I was like, oh, it didn't tear. That's a good That's thing. Right. He was, in case anybody missed that, he was dragging it. You said, he was dragging, dragging it. So you were like... Mom was like, "Uh, uh-uh, boy," and then, but the entrepreneur and you said, "Oh, great! You're you're stress testing this product that is out to thousands of people." So I don't want to step on the lead. The lead here is you're on your first million. Why? We crossed our first million last year. Um, this year we'll be on our second million. Woo! Um, yay. Give me a second. Recover. <laughs> Recover. Ooh. And then we're talking about. So you made your first million in, in revenue. Yes. 2019. And in 2020, yes. you will make another million. And can I say among like amidst COVID, you're able to do this where people are not so even going to school? We, we pivoted. We did a pivot real quick. Okay. <laughs> you know, just that's what you got to um, do. What, 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 what was the pivot? We added masks. So our tagline, we trademarked it. I can do anything. That's what we say. That's what's on our backpacks. That's what makes a difference. And so we put that with our characters on some masks. And then we added a few other masks, but we have masks for kids. And that's not very common. Like, so we have a mask like a two-year-old. You know, we tell people to make sure you do, they're always supervised when they have them on, but we have masks with filters. They're reusable masks. We thought we would sell, okay, this is funny. We thought we would sell 500 over a couple of weeks, maybe 500 masks. Within hours, we sold thousands. Ooh. And Ooh. What's the price point and of the masks, both the for the customer, point. potential customer that's listening, but also for the entrepreneur who's listening? So um, we sell our masks for $17.95. We, have, um, we were able to get a really good, um, we have a, a good deal from our backpack manufacturer. So um, we asked her, you know, are you guys making masks over there? What can you do? And we're able to get them because of the quantity that we have for $2.20. Mm. So you, you pivoted at the right time, I remember talking to my brother in March. His fiance, Angel, is just, you know, she's a, she's so many things. She's an entertainer and she's also, she, she sews things and um, create, she was doing masks out the gate. And he and I talked about this and we said, you know, masks are going to be the new sneakers. Right. Masks are going to be where how children and teenagers and adults express themselves uh, or could right. be, have that potential to be. Uh, so you saw that early. You, you changed it. Let me ask you, before you got into the backpack business in 2017, sounds like March 2017, what were you doing? Were you working for someone else or were you, what was your plan before this? So I was working for someone else. My background is consumer insights and analytics, which has really served me very well in the business okay. because I'm really able to understand the data and what does it mean and build um, stories around the data to help drive decision-making. I've worked 
for some major companies. I worked for Hershey, for Coors, for Coke, and I was working for a private label company. I was actually on a medical leave of absence. Um, that was, you know, like I said, 2017, beginning of the year. And my Carter was eight at the time. And he came to me and said, mommy, I have an idea for the business. And I was just selling t-shirts. Like it wasn't anything that was retirable. It wasn't anything that was extremely scalable because everything that I was doing was doing with a drop ship. Mm. So it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't turn it into something that was going to be extremely profitable because I was drop shipping, you know, with drop ship, your margins are very, very low. So um, he said, I want a bag with my face on it. And because I had access to data, I did some research and found that less than 2% of the character bags in the market included children of color. So that's kind of how it, it, I migrated over to that. But because of my background, I was able to research the data. I was able to research and find out, does this make sense? Mm-hmm. And did you at any point um, take on outside investors or look for outside investors? I did. So when we, we grew so fast, it's, you know, now it's called the Popeye's effect, right? That's what we had. Um, we weren't prepared for the growth that we had. You said the back Popeye's effect. Oh, the pop. Okay. Yeah. The, Popeye's. the <laughs> you know, everybody wants it. You yes. run out. And then yes. you do. So we were, uh, we really wanted to still fulfill every order and it ended up costing us tremendously. Like we, our profit was nothing. Walmart wanted us in their stores. They wanted us to first to be on their website and then to be in their stores. But then, you know, the setup process is very long and a lot of work to do, but we also had to have a certain amount of inventory on hand to do that. So I needed capital to do that. We found a a VC here in Jacksonville who is a minority owned VC Mm. and they decided to invest into us back at the, it was probably beginning of 2018 when we kind of closed everything. And the investment process is a very long process for people that don't know. It's not something that it's like, oh, I like your product. Here's money. They, you know, really did the due diligence and looking at our financials. And I was a mom and pop a hundred percent. We were in our house, in our kitchen, um, did not have separate bank accounts. (laughs) None of that because we never knew that we were going to grow like that. Tell me where you are now. What does blended designs look like 2020 and beyond? Our biggest focus right now is always being innovative. You know, how are we going to be a step ahead? Of course, we brought in the mask, but that's not enough. We have the backpacks. We've gone now into a stationary space where we have journals, but we're also really focused on broadening out our demographic without damaging our core demographic. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to forget about them and just focus on another demographic. So like we've offered and introduced more items that don't have characters on them because we have our 10 characters Mm -hmm. and those characters are the staple of our business. And, you know, we're building stories around them. We're working to get them into media, get them into film, television, or just some another platform to bring them to life. Like that's a big thing. You know, we've spent a lot of money investing in our copyright and our trademarks and really protecting our brand, which I think a lot of businesses don't do. That's great. I mean, I ask about IP so often early stages. How important do you think protecting IP is? And how do you know when to spend money on it? And when, like, what's the stage where you should be protecting your IP? Is it just a blanket Anytime you have anything you need to protect it or how do you look at it? I would recommend anyone talk to an attorney first because there were things that when we were trying to do it ourselves, we were protecting things that didn't necessarily need to be protected. 
And then we weren't protecting things that would be the umbrella for everything else. Mm. Like we didn't think of protecting, I can do anything. I was like, well, that's a saying. Anybody can say that. And, you know, our attorneys explained to us, but not everybody can say it on a backpack. And it wasn't until people start calling our backpacks, the I can do anything backpack that we realized how powerful it is. It wasn't just the kids on a backpack. It was this kid that looks like your child. And it's so weird. We only have 10 characters, but somehow or another, somebody looks like everybody's child. (laughs) But it was this character saying, this character that looks like you saying, I can do anything. So now whenever we're protecting anything, we're thinking about where is this going in the long run? Is this something that's just going to be an in and out product? Or is this something that we're going to use onto multiple things that we're going to build our brand and build our company around? People think that, oh, I have a good idea. I have this, I have that. Mm, it may be a great idea, but it may not be something that is protectable. worth protecting. Yeah, protectable. Right. So a, a good IP attorney can be helpful there at the beginning. Right. Um, right. And then the other thing is, I just realized I have six nieces and nephews the eldest just graduated high school. I'd love to get all six of my nieces and nephews a backpack. So uh, I definitely want to um, just see if we can send a, a care package out to, to Absolutely. Three, two groups that we can send them out to. That'd be fun. We just need to know their ages yep. and their gender because and it kind of helps. I'm buying this. There's no way you're getting this. <laughs> so we are buying this. I'll give you their ages and their gender. And then we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we get them this gift. I don't know. If they, they won't hear this in time. So they'll be surprised. And, okay. We'll sneak some masks in there too. As we wrap up, um, how, I know I already asked you what's next, but how, what would be like your ideal outcome? What do you see this turning into? Or are you quite happy with what it is. Now, I mean, you're doing a million in revenue this year. A lot of it is profit, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from here? Do you think, like, what is that big, I know this is what I want and this has made what I want it to be? Um, you know, I think we really want to get our backpacks mainstream. Because, I, because you know, there's so many people that don't know about us, mm-hmm. you know, that don't know that we exist. And just our presence, like when we do events like, you know, Essence, Tom Joyner, there's always people that come to us. I had no idea. I love this. I wish they had it when I was a kid. But how do we get ourselves positioned to go beyond our Instagram? I you know, you. Our, yeah. 90% of our sales come from Instagram. But how do we get in front of people that have never seen this? How do we get in front of new eyes? Because we, with our backpacks, we get repeat customers. One of the, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, is a bad thing. Our backpacks last two years. <laughs> and so, you know, we want you to buy every year. And people are buying every two years. Um, we have one person say, this is my daughter's third year. And I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something to think about. It's, it's, it's this paradox, yes. So we always have to find new customers. And we get the amazing reviews. We get the reviews about our customer service. We're very transparent. When there was a delay because of the large number of masks that we had, we sent everyone an email. And mm-hmm. let, like, this is what's going on. This is what's mm-hmm. happening, which gave them the opportunity to decide, do you want to wait or do you want to cancel? Mm-hmm. And pretty much everyone decided to wait. And, you know, we're, they love that we told them instead of them asking us, where's my mask? Mm-hmm. Um, And now we're shipping, you know, within a day, but it's just trying to figure out how to get in front of new people 
without always spending a whole bunch of money on marketing because that, that ad, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, they're hit or miss. Mm. I have some ideas. I'm going to share them with you offline. Okay. I okay. Like it. I really appreciate this conversation. You, I'm so uh, happy for you, and I'm so happy the way things have played out, and how getting to know you from afar has. It's just a real, a great case study. It's just really fantastic. You're doing your thing. I'm sure there are plenty of times where you thought, "Oh, is this the right thing to do, or should I keep going?" And you just kind of put one foot in front of the other and made it happen while raising a family. It's just really beautiful. And you got to tell Carter. You say Carter is the name of the, your son. Yes, it was his idea. It was his idea. So he's got to. You got to make sure he uh, is. He asking you for like <laughs> something. His business know. cards. Say it his again. His business cards. It's his, his business, business cards. cards. Uh, yes. And they say creative director. That's <laughs> but I, I love to it. Tell you something. So I have to tell you something. Um, I am an avid reader. Like it's my absolute favorite thing to do. Like year to date, I've read 70 books already, but I only read fiction. But I saw your, that's all I read is fiction. I was like, I saw your book. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to read this book because I got to support. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, I like it. I was able to, to continue, you know, like I actually read it. And so that's like a big deal for me. For someone that does not like nonfiction, <laughs> it was a really, really good book. And I'm so grateful that I read it. So grateful that you put it out. Thank you for telling your story and for, you know, there's so much that you do to help people. I was telling my mom that I was going to be talking to you today and just telling her how we met you and just all that you've done. And listen, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you for just continuing to remember to give back and to bring people with you because that's what I'm trying to do, but I'm trying to do it because I'm learning it from people like you. I'm learning it from Yandy Smith mm-hmm. to always, you know, let's come, let's come together. We all going to go. I appreciate that. Tell me, tell me how people can get the backpack. Cause I know anyone who has made it to the end of our discussion is already looking online. Where do I get this backpack for myself or for the kid in my life uh, as a gift? What's the website? blendeddesigns.com and we ship within one business day for mostly everything on our website unless it says otherwise so all backpacks ship within one business day how, how many options of backpacks are there Woo. okay so we have 10 characters in three sizes the professions have four colors and those come in two different sizes because it's the larger size that you have we still have a few of the limited edition headlines left you guys want to be like Arlen and get that one. There's a few left and they're actually on sale for 1954. Um, great. That 1954 is on sale for 1954. I love that. I'll <laughs> yeah. have to pick up another one. Okay. Blendeddesigns.com. Go check it out. You know, you want at least one. If not, I'm getting six more today. So check it out and spread the word. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. All right. Let's see if any of the things that we talked about come to fruition and we'll make those connections soon. Let's make it happen. Thank you so much, Arlen. Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen was here on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N was here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. This episode has been brought to you by purple.com for all your mattress needs. You heard Mrs. Sims. You heard my mom earlier in this episode. She said, you got to go get it. So you got to go get it. Check out their sheets, their duvets, their pillows. And if you are really needing a more comfortable sleep, get that.
get mattress delivered, okay? <laughs> and then tell my mom what you thought. Your First Million is produced by Anna Aichenoa, executive producer Arlen Hamilton, associate producer Chacho Valadez, 